Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I truly was like, no, white people don't split the poll neither but apparently these motherfuckers are splitting the poll oh my god what they're holding hands and then if a poll comes they're letting (laughs) hands go and rejoining hands that's how that works in their culture yeah yeah, no we don't do that around here we're grabbing hands going around that poll Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Mr. Cheeks is his father's name. You could just call him Cheeks. You know, you could just call him regular old Cheeks. You you can lose the formalities with old Mr. Cheeks. Just call him Cheeks. I'm your host, Langston Kerman. I'm happy to be here. It's the goddamn holiday season. It's 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 the time of, of love and giving and also still toxic conspiracy theories. And that is what we're spreading here today. And my guest today, she's, she's a joy. She is a person I imagine who spreads both cheer and toxicity all in a in a warm, in a warm bubble. You know, just a sweet <laughs> Just a fruitcake of of cheer and toxicity. She's fantastic. You know her from some great shows from Southside. Now on HBO Max, season two is available, and she is one of the breakout stars of that show. She also has been seen on Sherman Showcase, where, you know, one of their most classic, (laughs) most classic bits came out of. What was it? Uh, Drop it up with Jesus. 
dropping love for Jesus, <laughs> a goddamn a hit. If they played it in the club, we'd all go off. That's true. You know her. You love her. Please give it up for my guest, Miss Zuri Salahuddin. What up, dog? What's going on? Thank you for having me. I'm Hell yeah. so excited. Man, I was jealous of everybody getting their turn. I was like, what is it? My turn. That was my turn. I'm excited. It's your turn. to Let's, let's get messy. Let's get toxic. Let's do the whole thing. <laughs> let's do you it. You came with a... Uh, uh, an exciting one mm-hmm. that I'm told you had, you already had it in the bag. You were ready to go yeah. as soon as you were asked. And this one's exciting because I, I think it, like some of the ones we've done in the past, it is not quite conspiracy theory. It borders on superstition. But I imagine that those have similar qualities depending on how you interpret them. But I, I won't, I won't delay this anymore. You said, my mama told me... It's bad luck to split poles. Yes. If you split a pole, it is bad luck. And I also have the remedy to reverse that bad luck immediately Uh after you split that pole. I do it every single time. Okay. Every single time. Well, before you give us the remedy, because... We don't even know what the fuck this this bad <laughs> luck is coming from yet. Don't don't jump the gun here, Zuri. We got work to do. All right, bet. Tell me where this comes from for you. Is this something you believe? Is this something you've always believed? T- tell me everything. Well, here's the thing. I've I've always been extremely cautionary, right? So as a child, when you hear certain things, you know, usually if you don't listen to what you're told, you get like a spanking or something, like at least from where mm-hmm. I was from. You get a spanking or you get a timeout, right? So you don't even yeah. want to find out what happens when you don't listen. So I I actually would never know if it was bad luck because <laughs> I immediately follow instructions on what to do if I split said pole. But okay. yeah, so apparently like if you split a pole, it's really bad luck. And it's 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 a superstition, I'm I'm assuming, but it's just something that I've always heard. It, it's something that is so prevalent, I feel, in the in sub-Black community culture that, yeah. like, a lot of people, if you split a poll, like, like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so. I, I love what you're saying. There's two things that stand out to me in particular, that, and I'll, I'll start with the first thing is I I did not know that you you see yourself as a very cautious person <laughs> that you're you're a which isn't to say that I don't think you're cautious I don't know but it I that's not what I would have presumed in the time that we've spent together that you're like a a nervous oh no this kind of person nervous just very aware okay very aware my eyes be everywhere I be seeing stuff and maybe and feel free to tell me if this is off base, but there are a lot of y'all. Yeah. There's a, you got a big family. I do. There's a whole, how many of y'all are there? All right. So if you break it down, my mother and father were together for almost 30 years. So they had six kids. Right. And then my dad, they, they divorced and then my dad got remarried and he had two more kids. So there's Whoa. eight in total. Yeah. So eight, eight total kids mm-hmm. that, and you were the baby of the original First six. First I'm the baby. You're the baby, which means that I imagine you saw the error in so many of your siblings' ways. Absolutely. That maybe that's where that caution sort of kicked in. Absolutely. When you see enough people <laughs> get their ass beat, you be like, whoa, brother, I don't want none of that smoke. So you Ooh, move boy. differently. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't put myself out there, but I'm very, very cautious. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. You you <laughs> saw enough ass whooping flying. You were like, your girl ain't got to go through that. Absolutely. That's I've seen Lesson enough. learned. That's Fair enough. So, yeah. so that at least introduces a type of caution. Here's the other part that stands out to me that, frankly, it wasn't until I was doing the research on this bad boy mm-hmm. that I re- I didn't realize that this is a primarily black superstition. It is. That's that was revelatory. Yeah. So my question then is where do you think that comes from? Why is this a particularly black conspiracy theory? Slavery. I feel like everything okay. comes from slavery. Like Yeah, but that that was a wait a minute. <laughs> so that's how they get you. That's how they get you sure. You're you're not wrong, right? Yeah. That absolutely it probably comes from slavery. But are you are you saying like that there's a specific thing in slavery where was there a master who was like pole man and he <laughs> he'd beat the shit out of you if you if you you walked a certain way exactly. past his pole goddamn poles again <laughs> <laughs> oh don't go by old pole master he's gonna beat you with his pole no um this is what i think now this is i'm, com- I'm okay. making this completely up okay i love that that's honestly what we're here for imagine if you are trying to escape slavery, right? Yeah. And there's a buddy system, right? You don't want to break that chain. You don't want to break that chain. So like, say if there's a barrier or something, you got to go around it together. Because if you split up, you're fucked. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Go ahead, give me that You know, uh, in Family family Feud, when they go, good answer, good answer. That's right. I deserve the bell. Yeah. (laughs) Survey says... You know, I want to get I want to give you the full Steve Harvey treatment because that was a good answer. So you're saying that this is sort of like encouraging us in a now uh, metaphorical way to stay united in our efforts towards a certain goal or towards our freedom, our functionality, whatever it may be. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, it sounds really good. That's exactly what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I meant the whole time. Absolutely. (laughs) You were my reader. <laughs> Brother, you didn't have to repeat back exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So so this pole represents an obstruction that might keep us from being united and therefore we don't split the pole because that would be bad luck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like I like where we're heading with this bad boy. So you're saying, let's let's go back a little bit. Okay. You're saying that you're a very cautious person. Mm-hmm who rarely, if ever, has has split a pole? Have you ever split a pole in your life? I think I'm pretty sure I used to do it as a kid for fun mm-hmm. without even thinking of it. Yeah. And it was something that I would hear, like, as a child, like, don't split a pole. I would always hear that. And then this one day, I was like, I believe I was at a bus stop with a friend, and this random Black man out of nowhere was like, oh, that's right, you don't want to get that far. You don't get that far. Never mind. No, no, no. We're there now. Oh, you can do it now. it's the remedy. It's the remedy. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah. I want to hear about this remedy. All right. So this random black man is like, you know, you shouldn't split poles. But if you do, immediately say, immediately say bread and butter. Bread and butter. And that's the fix. So anytime, and I don't, I, not only do I do it, like if I accidentally split a pole, but if I see anybody else do it, I'll say it for them because I don't want them to have bad luck. Oh. Yeah, I'll be looking out. So you're. You're out here like a, a bread and butter vigilante. Hell yeah. Just, <laughs> you're bread and butter Batman Absolutely. where you're just running through the, the streets. I'm safe. 
everybody from their own bad luck. Okay. Yeah. And do you do you feel like you have any evidence of of that salvation working or or vice versa of people having split poles in front of you before you knew about this bread and butter remedy and the bad luck kicking in? Have you seen <laughs> bad luck at, at work for anybody? Um, no, but here's the thing. Why I say this, because I always say bread and butter. So that mm-hmm. saves people. You feel what I'm saying? So, so you're saying you're saying it so much that there's no chance for the bad luck to find its way. Not in. on my watch. <laughs> Not on my watch. If I've ever seen anybody's political, like my sister, she's an asshole. I love her though. She knows that I have this superstition. So if we're yeah. walking together, she will not only split the pole, but she'll do circles around it. Whoa. And the whole time in my mind, I'm like, bread and butter, bread and butter, you motherfucker, you bread and butter, bread <laughs> and butter. So yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those like, I do it so much now, it's I, I don't even think about it. I just, I see it happening and I'm going bread and butter. Uh, let's, let me ask you this question because this is, this is a conspiracy theory you clearly hold or a superstition you clearly hold. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that, because you're saying your sister ain't bought in on this clearly. No, she doesn't believe it. She thinks. She doesn't believe in it. Mm -mm. Are other members of your family bought in on this or are you completely alone in this I think I'm completely alone. I feel like I spent the most time as a child with our grandmother, right? And so mm. a lot of the superstitions and the conspiracy theories that I've grown to know as a kid, like I, I learned through her. So, yeah. you know, all of my other siblings, they were in school or they were, well, they were mostly in school or living their lives or whatever the case. So a lot of the fears they had already grown out of. So I was like, I was still stuck with them. So of course, it's not going to affect her the way it affects me because I'm the last one. I, I have a different view from her. But yeah. even though it doesn't mean much to her, and it's never like, I don't think she counts bad luck. I don't think she pays attention to that. I don't think any of my siblings are like, damn, I did that. Damn, I fucked up. That's bad luck. Like, I'm, I would be more of the person being like, damn. Yeah, it's, glass. It's, That's me. You know what I mean? It's my, I am the oldest of five. And I, I think I'm oh. further, there is a bigger separation between me and my youngest sibling than mm-hmm. even you and your family. Okay. So, and there's a big gap for y'all, but like my youngest sibling is 23 years younger than I am. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's, you know, it's a pretty massive gap. And similar to you, my youngest sister, her best friend was our grandmother and sort of remains our grandmother. She just spent shit tons of time mm-hmm. hanging out with our grandmother. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she's just a little old lady <laughs> who, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just be saying little old lady shit yeah. that that truly none of us ever adopted. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like the other day we were talking about uh, Lizzo. Like mm-hmm. my, my sister was like, yeah, I used to like Lizzo, but she don't, she take her clothes off too much for my taste. Ooh. And it's like, bitch, you're a lady. Why? <laughs> why is this your personality? <laughs> I'm very judgmental as a child as well. So, so I I agree with her. Like, sure. No, no. I love Liz. Actually, she's one of my role models. But <laughs> we all love Lizzo. Listen, That's not the point. My sister talks weird, and I'm concerned. Well, let me tell you something. That granny intuition is gonna mm-hmm. is gonna keep her safe honestly like a lot of i could have gotten into a lot of heinous shit as a kid 
But because yeah. I spend a lot of time with my grandmother watching stories and stuff, you know, you, you, your, your attention focuses on different things. You, you have a lot, of, a lot more discernment when you spend time with your elders. Versus like just kicking it with your friends or something like that. So I agree with her. I was I was a very judgmental eleven year old. I I her and I see each other. I think y'all would have vibed. I think yeah, y'all would have sure. found <laughs> found some stuff to to rock with each other on. That said, you're getting these sort of like superstitious qualities from your grandmother. It, was your grandmother especially superstitious? Was she like constantly walking around and and telling y'all to be wary of various you know? Honestly, trickery out in the world no we were just really rambunctious so she she was like the go get a switch type oh. like it wasn't n- not more superstition just more like i said what i said if it didn't happen i'm gonna threaten you but i'm not gonna hit you i'm gonna threaten you mm-hmm. like that so that's right. why i say i'm very cautious i got you i, I always teeter on the line of death you feel what i'm saying but i never yeah, go yeah. too far right you knew how to how to to stir Granny up, but you didn't upset her enough that she felt like she had to pull that switch back and and do Absolutely. work with it. Absolutely, my grandmother she was she was dope as hell. She was an amazing woman. She was very funny, very intuitive, but not like oh, don't do that, baby. Like not like that. She wasn't that yeah, type yeah, of yeah. grandmother. Right. No, I I think I similarly uh, have never experienced that grandmother. Like that wasn't. <laughs> A grandma I had of like, oh, my precious child. And it was like uh-huh. I had a, a cigarette smoking, Hell listening yeah. to Tupac as yeah, grandma yeah, who yeah. just had opinions on stuff. And you had to be like, all right, grandma, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't, I ain't read that one. <laughs> feel you on that. My grandmother was dope. Okay. So grandma at least is is introducing this idea to you or mm-hmm. introducing this sense of caution maybe. Mm-hmm, for sure. Are you then spreading the good word to your peers? Are you are you then going out in the world and being like, hey, y'all, hot, hot take here. Stay away from splitting poles. Or is this so ingrained in in the community you're already in that you don't even need to spread this as news? It just is understood. Yes, I'm going to go with B, right? Mm-hmm. But also, everybody not ready for the truth. You know, sometimes when you speak, <laughs> sometimes when you speak what you know, People look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. So you keep certain things to yourself. And you just continue to bless them or pray for them in silence. And you say bread and butter when you see them slip holes. You ain't got to tell everybody. Because they don't need to know. I got you. Mm -hmm. This bread and butter is for those who want to be bread and buttered. And for those who don't, uh, good luck. Best of luck to you. Absolutely. Just, you know, hopefully I'm around when you split a pole. Right. Because if not, you fucked. I got you. <laughs> Let me ask you this question because I know a little bit about your family. I know you guys grew up in a in a uh, or at least at a time we're in a pretty Muslim household, mm-hmm. right? Like you guys had a a Muslim upbringing. Mm-hmm. How does superstition connect, or does it connect to religion and religious practices? Do you think that they they can coincide, or is it like jetting up against it, and you gotta like do your su- superstition under the bed when nobody's looking? Uh, <laughs> your prayers uh, out in front when everybody is. Uh, I think it. De- okay, so we did. We were raised in an Islamic home, right? Mm-hmm. But then once my my parents divorced, it was kind of like the religion kind of went with the marriage, right? So for me, that was six, right? So anything that I learned from the religion from six and before, 
maybe there would be some sort of a connection, maybe. Sure. But after that, I feel that just came from more worldly experiences, less less about religion. And if it is connected to any religion, it's going to be Christianity because everything comes from Christianity, apparently. Yeah. Well, listen, again, and we do, we rarely use this twice, but... Well, that's how they get you. That's how they get you because <laughs> <laughs> everything coming from Christianity, particularly in this country, feels like part of the way that like the, the weapons are created, yeah. right? Or at least the, the level of control is yeah. created for people. You keep people in line mm-hmm. by making sure that everything comes from Christianity and or is connected back to Absolutely. Christianity. Absolutely. So any of the you didn't do this if you don't do that in the Bible. Because I don't I don't I don't know the Bible like that. But if you know there's a lot of do's and don'ts in there, I'm sure I know that part. Yeah. And like if you don't do the do's <laughs> your ass is grass. Thus, conspiracies, thus, splitting poles. Yeah. And what's fascinating, and I'm glad you brought this up, because I do think, I don't think that many people do know the Bible, right? Mm -mm. Like, not in a way that they at least pretend to or position themselves to. And so it does become this weird game of, like, everybody's individual interpretations of very specific chapters or documents or quotes as mm-hmm. opposed to a full measured understanding of like the entire book and its intentions. And yeah. even the entire book is a crazy concept because it's not like it was written by like one dude no. or lady. It was like curated by 18 different people and then yeah. written by a hundred different people. And they can packed it all of that together. And one dude was like, yo, call that shit King James. And then we were, off to the races. See what I'm saying? You 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 know more than I do. Oh, I just threw out random names. <laughs> I don't know. Is James a person? Never. No, I heard think of so. <laughs> I think so. I think there's a there's a King James somewhere in these streets in history. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it, it it's a challenging game that we're playing, right? Of like, I guess it's not even that challenging. There it, there shouldn't be that much challenge in mixing religion and superstition because they all have a quality of just whatever's available Mm -hmm. take it leave it who cares i think that was my hardest thing about like growing up in religion was the the fact that my father would always tell us like it's it's your own interpretation that's why it's important for you to read it so you can have your own connection Mm -hmm. with god or allah or whomever but i'm like it's it's kind of also in a in a weird way like the internet because I hear people saying like you can go on the internet to find anything to back up whatever your agenda is. Yes. You know how I many pastors go in the Bible and use passages to get you to pay them money? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Up. That's right. Up. So it's just uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And I think in a in a in a beautiful way, what you're saying is we all have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so your agenda can be an agenda doesn't have to be a bad word per se. It 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 can be a, a word of of support and and love and spreading as it as it was intended, a good word. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who have a negative agenda and we we only can see that employed after it's it's being employed if we have the the knowledge to go back and read these things and, yeah. and research these things so it's it's an odd game we're all playing of like figuring out okay does this is this splitting the pole actually 
bad luck or is this like somebody trying to trick me into behaving a certain way just so that they can reclaim their power over me or the world or whatever it is? Damn, look at you bringing that full You You are good. You oh. just brought that shit all the <laughs> way around. No head lengthen. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Listen, hey. They they pay me the big bucks. And by big bucks, I mean almost nothing to make these connections. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I do my best. I do my best to bring it all full circle. Well, kudos to you because you just, you just did it. Hell I was yeah. like, I was up there. And then you brought me back. Thank all you. All right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, we're back and we'll be back with more Zuri Salahuddin and more My Mama Told Me. Woohoo! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. 
Yeah, we're back here with more Zuri Saladin, more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about this superstition that if you split the pole, your black ass is going to have bad luck. <laughs> and and who knows if it's real or if this is something fictitious that an evil person cooked up. We're figuring it out. Do you Are you a particularly superstitious person across the board? Are you like, hell yeah, I'm bought in on black cats, mirrors broken, all that stuff? Or is it limited to just split, to, to pole splitting? All right, listen. When I was in the sixth grade, okay, yep. I, I was looking outside of my window and I seen a black cat, okay? Mm-hmm. Just a random black cat. That same day, I went to school and got into my first fight Uh-oh. ever. Isn't that crazy? Well, let me ask you this. Were you about to fight that day anyway? And no, like, I was not. I had no intentions of fighting this anyone's black child. Cat, <laughs> this black cat did it knowing damn well your ass was, was already cracking your knuckles and putting no. grease on your, on your cheeks. Let me tell you how unprepared I was for this fight. I did not bring any Vaseline to school. I did not bring any extra hair ties. None of those things. I, I literally looked out the window was like, huh, a black cat. And then went on with the rest of my day and yeah. went on like just and didn't think twice of it. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting into a fight with a girl. So it's like, no, I think it's just splitting poles and black cats. Oh, that's where you limited. And I this, so. I imagine black cat justified by the fact that this girl wanted to fight you after you saw this black cat. And then the pole splitting because your grandmother gave you this information. Well, here's the thing. As far as the black cat goes, right? Don't I don't I don't want to just discriminate against all black cats because that's not what we're doing here. Now, I thought you were doing racist cat shit, but no, go ahead. Oh, Tell me no, more. no, no. <laughs> I think that that was more of a coincidence because I've seen black cats since then and nothing bad happened, obviously. But mm-hmm. I was just saying that was a coincidence. That was a coincidence that like I had looked out the window and I was like, huh. And then, boom, there I am, beating girls up. Just, Damn. Okay, yeah. so you won the fight. So it can't did, be that bad. Did, of, it I can't did. be that bad luck. <laughs> now, if you got socked and jumped and had no, didn't get no hits in, maybe black cats justified. But it no, sounds like black cats do no. you a favor. The security guard asked my mom, like, the hell y'all at home teaching her? What are you doing? What are you having? Boxing <laughs> lessons in the backyard? And you had to be like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. No, no, no. It's. But I think honestly, for me, really, truly, all jokes aside, it's just poles. I don't. I'm not like crazy superstitious. I got you. You're not uh, super superstitious. Well, Mm-mm. let's let's dig into some of this research, and maybe this will make you feel more justified in your decision to be superstitious with the poll. Maybe it won't. We'll, we'll find out. But like many superstitions, this one apparently takes many forms. Right? That that it isn't just uh, what we've talked about, but there are some other elements that live in it. But I read some who believe that by splitting the pole, and this is interesting because it kind of connects to what you were saying about the slavery of it all, or at least the 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 connection of it all, is that there are some who believe that by splitting the pole, you are severing the connection with another person. That mm-hmm. like uh, that that when you walk with a person, you are sharing your spirit, your mm-hmm. your energy with that person. And then by splitting an object, by allowing something to come in the middle of you, you are severing that connection. And that is why you get bad luck. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they say the bad luck is transferred to the younger person in that pair. Right. Or in that group. Oh. 
because they say that the younger person in being severed in that group is losing the wisdom of the older person walking beside them. So you're cut off from that wisdom and therefore you are facing bad luck. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've been told that I was psychic before. Now this is just, I'm just going to throw you on a loop here. Uh-oh. I had no idea when I said what I said about, yep. and you looked it up and boom, about plow. They must've been reading my mind or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these articles that were written well before you said it must have been reading your mind. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was feeding them the shit. What is it, ESP? Uh-huh. Yeah. I got you. So so let's let's go even further into your ESP because almost all of the articles that I read talk about the solution to splitting a pole being the phrase bread and butter. Are you that serious? If you, Absolutely. Almost everything I read said that if you split a pole, you are meant to to say bread and butter. And that got me asking the question, why the fuck <laughs> are we saying bread and butter in relation to split poles? It's a very dumb thing to say yeah. theoretically about splitting poles. Now, before I, I tell you what I found, I'm curious to know, and this will be a good test of your ESP. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the reason is for saying bread and butter? Okay. Now when I I'm gonna I'm gonna now call that man a prophet. That man, that random man on the corner. Sure. He's a prophet. <laughs> because hell, who the this was like I was had to be in like sixth, seventh grade, right? Uh -huh. So who the hell knew that they were putting this information on the internet all the way back then? Not him. That man didn't oh. even probably have a cell phone. You feel what I'm no. saying? The Prophet James. Hell yeah. That's his name. <laughs> Prophet James off of 95th and Western. <laughs> now, as far as bread and butter goes, all right, boom. Here we go. I'm at to break it down. So if I'm excited. If it came from slavery, right? Yep. What did slaves have to eat? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> What was something that they had the most access to? Sure. Perhaps bread? Bread? Yeah, butter. no, they had bread. I don't know if they had butter. Why? Butter Why feels like a luxury. Butter? They were probably the ones. We probably invented butter. Okay. <laughs> That's saying, a bold statement. I'm just saying, they gave us the cow and was like, here, motherfucker, figure it out. And so he was like, all right, that sure. bitch. And then we figured it out. Okay. You feel what I'm I like where you're going. I like what you're doing. We keep, I don't know if we invented butter. I probably made that up. But I'm just saying. Unfortunately, <laughs> what I'll tell you is that your ESP seems to be glitching a little bit because that's not <laughs> quite the answer that I found okay, in relation to the bread and butter. But, but I like where you were headed. The concept of, of saying bread and butter derives from the difficulty of separating butter from bread once it's been spread. Oh, that makes sense. Right? So, so you can't unbutter bread. You can't scrape butter off of it. And so by saying bread and butter you reestablish the connection that you would have had with that person had that pole not split y'all. Yeah, see, Prophet James, he ain't say none of that shit. No, nah, Prophet James, he, was just, he had quick information for you. He had to get on that buzz. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense because you can't, you can't wring out toast and no. render the butter. Not at all. Okay, I can learn some things. I like that. So, interestingly, 
A lot of the online discussions seem to suggest that this is especially, and as we mentioned, a black superstition, which I didn't realize. I thought white devils enjoy this superstition, too. <laughs> and and I was wondering, like, OK, why specifically do we think black people are so into this? And you, Zuri, once again, were correct that early 19th century is basically the placement of the the origins of this and it's slavery and racism and particularly it was again sort of like a a metaphorical much in the way that that so much of our language and and our history is written through like these odd metaphors mm -hmm. it was slaves encouraging each other to stay connected with one another mm -hmm. not necessarily in the in the don't get lost kind of way but mm -hmm. an emotional connection mm -hmm. and splitting the pole was a metaphorical uh, sort of like breaking of that connectivity. Gotcha. I love that. See, you bring stuff to the table and bam, it turns out to be gold. Yeah. And in a, in a nice way, it seems like the, the poll, I can't imagine that slaves started by being like, don't split a poll, mm -hmm. right? But they probably started by being like, hey, don't split that corn stalk or, or that whatever wooden the fuck. steak right there. You feel what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Some goofy slave shit. And now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they ain't have nothing. Don't split that, that hard slave clothing. Lord, I don't know. Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but now we. Uh, kind of free black people can can come up with new things to to encourage each other to stay connected. Right, and the like, poll became our contemporary interpretation of their old logic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the things that got me excited about all of this, or one of the things that I found especially interesting, is sort of like this this idea of of contemporary conspiracy theories born of superstition, right? That superstition seems to be born of people trying to make logic mm -hmm. from the illogical. Yeah. So if you are a slave, you're facing down something that truly is illogical. You are being told you are not human, human beings mm -hmm. when you know fully that you are human beings and you didn't even belong in this space in the first place. And right. you're being told that by a bunch of people who brought you here, but also pretend like they don't want you here. It's a fucking wild concept. Yeah. And so one of the ways that you remain human and remain logical in this is to to create logic where logic doesn't exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. That then took me into the ways, and this we already sort of touched on this, but it got me interested in, in uh, I, at least I found it interesting to think about how many of our religious practices could easily be labeled as superstition or even conspiracy theory if they weren't so broadly accepted. Do you know what I mean? I do, but please elaborate a little more. <laughs> Well, you know, like, uh, uh, for example, in some religious practices, we we drink the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. and we eat uh, the bread, which is his body. Right. That is that is a metaphor that has sort of been passed down from generation to generation. And if it weren't for the fact that millions upon millions of people agree to take part in this, mm -hmm. it truly would just be superstition. It would just be conspiracy theory to have like eight people in a room eating some wafers and calling it body. Mm -hmm. When in fact, 
it probably, you know, because we've spread it so much and because it's been intentionally spread so much, we accept it as something more substantial than that. Yeah, I think personally what I feel is that comes from just wanting to be safe, right? So a lot of Mm -hmm. these superstitions and conspiracies come from just trying to to literally not die. Yeah. Um, Not die a death that was not natural or was an accident, right? And so you you have, again, like slavery, these people who are telling you what you you just mentioned about you're not a human being and you're going to do what the fuck I tell you to do or I'm going to kill you. So you, you come up with these different survival methods to, to, to avoid that. And, and in a weird way, they catch on because it makes sense for the masses to stay the masses. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the part I think I'm especially interested in, right? Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with you that these practices are about safety. Mm-hmm. You said it yourself that the splitting of the pole is really about you wanting to to be uh you were you were wary, you're mm-hmm. you're cautious in these mm-hmm. spaces and so it's just a way of keeping yourself protected and safe mm-hmm. and that is not dissimilar from the reasons that we pray. Yeah. That we talk to a God who isn't physically there, but we believe is there. That all makes sense. But then the question becomes, what is the intention on the part of the people who are spreading these things? And why do they do they want them spread? So the splitting of the pole, we now understand, is coming from a community that wants to keep other members of that community safe. Mm-hmm. But the praying to a God that could just be colonialism, right? Mm-hmm. That could just be a bunch of white people being like, if we can get them to get on their knees when we tell them to get on their knees and pray for what we tell them to pray for, yeah. then we have their ear, we have their their power, and we can control them for generations to come. Yeah, that's true. I think that part for me is really tricky because you, a lot of Christians, a lot of people in religion, right? Mm-hmm. They don't believe that they're being controlled. It's almost like if you, if you say if you buy somebody something, right? And you're like, hey, this is specifically for you to do this, right? Yeah. But then they take it and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, fuck what you're talking about. I'm doing it for this, 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 this. And then they're successful because they created their own interpretation from it. So that's, I feel like that's why a lot of people don't even feel like they're being controlled because they think that they are in control with what they've been given. Yes. If that makes 100%. sense. percent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I think I think the the idea of and it's it's funny because we're we're talking about these very nebulous words, right? Like control mm-hmm. and freedom and all these things. They don't actually mean anything unless you add a, a level of subjectivity to it. Mm-hmm. That that I have an interpretation of what freedom is, which may not be your interpretation of what freedom is. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for all of these religious beliefs, these superstitions, these conspiracy theories that you go, well, if I just do this, then I'm free. Yeah. And someone else might be like, yeah, but nah. And I'm going to add my own little flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll create my freedom, which actually requires you to be trapped. But mm. I'll be free. And that's yeah. it's just all very complicated because we're none of it is objective enough to let us all just be as as loose and, and at liberty as we would love. Yeah. I mean, it's I, personally, I think it's all a state of mind. Like you're as free as you believe you are. Mm. 
And I like that. I do think in a nice way, that is what what is comforting about religion, conspiracy theory, superstition, is that it is about your own state of mind Mm -hmm. more than it is about like your measurement out in the world. That as long as I am talking to God in my head, then I'm talking to God. It doesn't matter if the world can prove that God exists or prove that splitting these poles causes bad luck or whatever it is. Yeah, there is absolutely no proof of it. But let me tell you something. I've never gotten bad luck from splitting the pole. (laughs) (laughs) And you're beating bitches up in school. So you're doing great. (laughs) That was a one time. It didn't happen again. One of the things that I decided to do, sort of thinking about a lot of these conversations and and sort of like this subject in general, is is I wanted to read an article about the connection between superstition and religion, right? And Mm -hmm. one of the things they said, they said is that there was actually like a very deep connection in superstition and religion in colonial America, like in, Mm -hmm. in America back when the pilgrims were kicking around here, right? And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they talked about is the fact that in many ways, religious practices are really just superstitions that have been confirmed, Mm. right? It's just superstition that they've, they've managed to actually prove to some extent versus superstition, which remains a little more unproven out mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it's one of those things where you had to be there to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing as how, you know, how many years are we talking about? Millions? Like thousands? Like how far back? Are we talking, like, <laughs> <laughs> talking about to colonial America? It's so, like 300, 400. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in my mind, I was thinking of like the origin of the Bible, right? Sure, sure, sure. But, but, in 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 that in essence, I just feel like it's the greatest example I would probably be able to use is like the news, like the media. So yeah. you trip and fall. We talk about this. They talk about this on Southside. You trip and fall, and then it spirals into this. A tragedy has struck in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's like a nigga really just tripped and fell. But you all are talking about thirty people died. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, conspiracy is just a, a horrible game of telephone. Mm. It's all it is. It's just like you, you're telling someone one thing to try to prevent them and then they go and share it thinking that they're helping someone else and you're really just spreading bullshit. Yeah. I, and I think that's a that's a good articulation of what I, I also think conspiracy theory can be. Mm-hmm. I think what makes it more interesting is you play telephone as a kid, obviously you're aware of the game, but what makes telephone interesting is somebody is making a choice at some point in the game to change the the word. They have to be because it's not a question of being able to hear it. Mm -hmm. It's a question of what you wanted the word to be or what you wanted the response from that word to become. Right. So somebody whispers the word like uh, tuberculosis and uh, you decide that like y- you're going to change it to twerk on theosis. Exactly. And now all of a sudden it's a different conversation when it makes it all the way to the end of the line. Mm-hmm. And that starts with one individual. It starts with one person deciding to interpret a thing in front of them. Mm. The tricky thing about the world is that there's not, there's never an end of the line. Yes. Well, I like that. Yeah, there's never yeah. 
I think that's a good way. It's a haunting way of of going to break. But I think you're right. I think it it really made me feel scared and sad when you when you said it. But I do think there's a a very dark truth to that that there is no end of the line. No, because there's always people being born. There's always more people, and there's always more people to misinterpret or or reinterpret the things in front of us. And we really just have to be responsible for ourselves mm-hmm. and and do our best to to feel happy and healthy and whole, no matter uh, what the telephone game happens to be. Full circle. Did that work? Did Again, we make it all the way you back? Two for two, man. Two for Hell two. yeah, dog. All right, we're we're gonna get out of here. We'll take another break. We'll be back with more Zuri Saladin and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Zuri Saludin. More my mama told me. We're still talking about them goddamn superstitions, those those conspiracy theories, splitting poles. Black people don't do it. White people go crazy. That's that's <laughs> what I say. Split away, white people. What harm could it could it do to you? Black oh, people, God. you know better. Cut it out. <laughs> Let's play a game, Zuri. We All right. This is this is a fun game that I cooked up especially for your episode. It's a new game called Stupid Stitches. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. That's what I'm calling it. I think I said stupid stitches at one point to you, but I recall that. we'll go with stupid stitches. Okay. What I will do, Zuri, is I'm going to introduce to you 
a number of superstitions from around the world, mm-hmm. some some very worldly international superstitions. And what I would love for you to do is just give your takes on whether or not you think these things are are legit. If there's any legitimacy to them, if you would if you personally plan to adopt them into your own practices, I, I just want your takes. Okay. Cool. So let's start with a fun one. The first one comes from Syria. Mm. In Syria, apparently, they banned yo-yos in 1933 over fear that they would cause a drought. Your thoughts? All right. Let me just unpack this. <laughs> Take your time. The, the <laughs> logic's all there. There's no okay. There's no rush. So Syria, it's already hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh something about this motion right here. Yep. Perhaps causes a shift in the wind. Okay. Thus <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing after that. I lied, I lied to you. I don't know. I mean, maybe if they think like everybody in Syria has a yo-yo and they're all doing this, they're fucking up with the wind, which fucks up with like the irrigation. Yeah. And, you know, maybe. I don't know. I, I, You know, it makes me think that maybe much like what we were talking about, it just was a, in 1933, yo-yos were new. Oh. And and maybe they were facing, uh, they probably weren't new, but they probably were newer than uh-huh. they are today. And maybe they were facing down a nasty drought and they mm-hmm. were like, you new yo-yo niggas are <laughs> fucking up our chances at a good rain and I, we ain't, we, we can't risk it. We have to be cautious, get rid of the yo-yos and maybe we'll be okay. Yeah. That one, I'm going to go ahead and call it a superstition. Yeah. That's a stupid stition for you. I respect that choice. Okay. Here's, here's a different one that I'm interested to hear your thoughts on whistling indoors. Apparently whistling while you work may be an issue in Lithuania where it is forbidden to whistle indoors. They do not let you whistle indoors in Lithuania. Mm, okay. All right. Lithuania. Yep. High ceilings. Okay. Oh, Maybe. sorry. Sorry. Before you go crazy on this, <laughs> let me, I, I need to finish the last piece that I, this is my mistake. Okay. But the reason they don't want you whistling indoors is because they believe the noise will summon demons. Have you ever heard that one whistle tune that goes, you never heard that one? I've never heard what you're trying to do before <laughs> in my life. Right. Well, <laughs> I probably seen, am. Have you seen Deuce Bigelow, the, the have, European yeah, yeah, one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, you remember when the, the killer was whistling that tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. extremely demonic. Yes. I want to agree with Lithuania. That's that They're whistling summons the devil. Okay, so whistling in general for you feels uh, eerie and and scary and demonic, and you're not you prefer not to have that happening. Only because you. I can't do it, and I am. <laughs> oh, so this I, is major shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I am of God, and so <laughs> there's a reason clearly why I can't whistle. <laughs> the Lord wouldn't curse you with no whistling lips, and <laughs> the rest of it. us, nope. we're going to hell. I mean, just don't do it indoors. Okay, well, Lithuania, you're bought in. You, you, it sounds like you'll do well in Lithuania. You will not do as well in Syria, but that's okay. <laughs> I got to have my yo-yo. <laughs> you got to have your yo-yo. <laughs> okay, here's another one. In Mexico, oh. they believe that it is bad luck to place two mirrors opposite each other, that the infinite reflections that are created by these two 
ref- these two mirrors facing each other open a doorway to the devil? Mm. I've actually heard that one before. Um, not not that it was Mexican, mm. but like facing two mirrors like this together. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before that it, it creates like a portal for spirits to like trends, like come in and out. I got you. But so you, and when you heard that, you were like, okay, cool. Never doing that. Or you were like, no, nah, I'm about to put some mirrors next to each other and see what happens. <laughs> well, honestly. Okay. Do you remember like the, they probably still have these in some bathrooms, but like in the bathrooms where you have like the little cabinets and it has like the three different Hell mirror yeah. doors. I used to put the motherfuckers together and put my head in. Yeah, you put your face in. And you, <laughs> yeah. You, so, see, you can see you all the way in, down the way. <laughs> 360. This is the 360 situation <laughs> of my head. So. Yeah. Fuck you, Mexico. I yeah, I don't know about that one, Mexico. Y'all lost. <laughs> Y'all lost. Ain't no devils back here. That's how I get myself a haircut when I'm eight, in eighth grade. See what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I talked about haircuts. Here's a fun one. In India, apparently, they believe that you should not get a haircut on a Tuesday or it will cause bad luck. Well, seeing as how my other hair comes from India. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and agree. I don't want to fuck up the flow. So, Got you. You're like, if that's what the Indian people believe, then then I support their work and I'm not you know, going to get my hair cut on It's like getting a product in the mail and, and the instructions read, don't do this. I'm going to go ahead and listen to those instructions. Right. Let me ask you this about this Tuesday shit. Are you worried that some of the hair that you've gotten from India might be Tuesday ass hair and therefore uh, less quality? Now... If you know anything about the hair that they do sell, most of it is from mm-hmm. an actual ritual. So I highly mm. doubt it was cut on a Tuesday. Highly doubt it. Damn. Yeah. I got you. So they're doing something a little more uh, substantial in the cutting and therefore probably not doing it on the one day a week that you ain't supposed to do that shit. It's a sacred day. Why would you? Yeah. All right. Respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. Okay. Last one. This is the the last one I'll hit you with. In Spain, apparently, uh, instead of kissing someone at midnight to celebrate the new year, they are encouraged to eat 12 grapes, one after the other, for good luck. You eat grapes on the new year for good luck. Um, I mean, we eat black eyed peas. Why? If we, if we can have black eyed peas, they can have grapes. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. that okay. You like cuz I don't get the black eyed peas thing All right. on any level. Nor do I. <laughs> All right. So you just like look, if there's a version that exists for us, then then there's probably a version that exists for other people and apparently grapes to black eyed peas is a one for one between black Americans and Spanish kissers, mm-hmm. I guess, or or people out in the world. Hey, great. All right. Well, Zuri, uh, we did it. We, Yay! we The episode is over. We nailed it. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and Snapchat, all Z-U-R-I underscore L-U-V, Zuri Love. Yeah. And then, like, you know, upcoming Sherman Showcase season two is coming out. So be looking for that. Hey, look out for Sherman Showcase. Follow Zuri online. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman and uh, feel free 
to subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> write yes. comments, do that bullshit that that you're supposed to do to support this this goddamn shit show so that we can keep the party going. Yeah. Uh and and if you want to send us drops, you can send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Not just drops, your conspiracy theories, your opinions, your hate speech. Send it all to <laughs> mymamapod at gmail.com. Otherwise, bye bitch. Bye y'all. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.